This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match, big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the mind. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim for you hat Titan, aka the conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, cause all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, cause you know you can't run without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark, cause they couldn't find another animal just like me, aka. West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man Dame, three underscores, 313, the West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA, High Chief Dame, don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch all rise. We are out fucking side today. Yeah, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 374. On On you you hoes. And we coming live from the Tesla. You feel me? We ain't had no... For some reason, all the lights work in the studio, but all the power outlets did not. And I'm like, what got power? And it's mobile. So we just out in this motherfucker. You feel me? So we did something. Shout out to our homies, the TCE podcast, because now we're the first niggas ever to record a podcast live inside of a Tesla. We are outside... Peruse, cruising through the streets of Oak Park right now. Uh, we went on live earlier. Uh, I know we're not on live right now, but you know, if you tap the fuck in, we we just gonna pull up. It's a nice day. Jay got the windows tinted. Uh, it's nice outside. I know it's bitches outside. Fuck it. We are going downtown. I'm pretty sure a nigga has never recorded a podcast on Bell Isle. Until we did. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Until we fucking did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's what's popping, man. Other than that, man, how, how was your week, my brother? Nah, this is the quintessential definition of life gives you lemons, and you make fucking simplest lemonade with your bare fucking hands. No, you put a, you put a little bit of lemon in your margarita or on your tequila. You man, me? this is a good idea. Man, my week was good, dog. Uh... Kids. I'm going to show you some shit while we in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because right now we driving with no head. Oh, man. We just going to keep driving. I've never, I've never ridden in a Tesla. I think I, I mentioned that previously. Shout out to the homie L because we was joking with her a couple weeks ago when we had her on the show. And I was like, man, Jay got this new car. I was like, take me somewhere in it. She was like, you want this nigga to take you for ice cream? But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, happenstance. And now we're, you I know. Mean, we can go get some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but now shit. we out rolling. We about to head down to Belle Isle. It's a beautiful day outside. Man, God is good. We just out here spreading the gospel, doing the Lord's work on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Your favorite podcasters, favorite podcasters are out and about. Yeah. You feel me? I feel like a newscaster or something. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. pulling up to the scene. Maybe we can see some ratchet shit out here and shit. Oh, uh, we definitely going to make some hoes twerk on the Tesla. What's so crazy is I have no idea what this actually sounds like. <laughs> Am I too close to the mic? Are we too far from the mic? Can we get... Are we even hurt? Is this shit recording? Is it? I mean, it looked like it is. Oh. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you never know. But now we can see what kind of speed this joint got. Um, this bitch feel like a spaceship, man. <laughs> Let's see how fast we can How get many rubles this bitch cost? Yeah, it's a couple rubles. <laughs> it's a couple rubles. You feel me? It's a couple rubles. Hey, right, man. So, like, what we got to talk about this week? Oh, what, shit. What, what's, on, uh, what's on the board? I mean, a lot of shit been going on this week, man. Um, we were just talking about, before we got in the car, was uh, this Killer Mike project. With, uh, well, low-key, what people been talking about this Andre 3000 verse. Okay. And I, and I got thoughts. Go ahead. I want to hear them. Um... 
love I love every time Andre 3000 comes outside. Um, Killer Mike had kind of like uh, teased that this was coming like a week before. Yeah. And um, like I, I love when Andre comes outside. Apparently he did like the production on there as well. And uh, I mean he has a he has a wonderful he got an Andre 3000 verse. You feel me? It is, but the song, even though it highlights Andre 3000, it's a dope-ass song, and it has a really sneaky Future feature on there as well. Man, Future did his thing. <laughs> like, I'm not mad at that collaboration with Andre 3000, Killer Mike, and Future. The thing I really wanted to say is that there, there's a lot of talk about this Andre 3000 version, rightfully so, because it's Andre 3000. However, Killer Mike smoked everybody on that fucking song yeah he did like it's not even comparable like that verse that killer mike let off smoked everything on that fucking song it could be the best verse on the album though i haven't made it all the way through i'm like seven eight songs in killer like, mike got a song on this album with mozzie uh shed tears mm. and that's really fucking good and it really speaks to me because he was talking about his struggles as like a single father. Yeah. You know how, you know, you you find a woman and you know, y'all, y'all fuck, y'all didn't find love, y'all fucking then created these kids and now we're forced into a life with one another. And being that this is like kind of on the the eve of Father's Day, you know, and this is no knock to the women that I share children with. It's just, you know, the song just kind of resonated to me, man. I really like it. Man, I that's it. That's very interesting that you brought that up. Because I heard uh, Billy Garland Sr., uh, a.k.a. Uh, the father of Tupac Shakur, right. um, say that him and Afini was together about 18 months and uh, Pac was conceived out of love. And, and uh, he said, um, damn, I forget the spot in New York. He said, I forget where he said. But um, have you been watching the interviews with him? Not recently, no. Oh, man. I know today Pac would have been 52. Yeah. Also. So when you talked about that, because the story that we have and what we thought, we thought Tupac's father was dead. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's always been kind of unclear about... Because Afini told him he was dead. Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah. He didn't find out his father was alive until he got shot at Quad Studios. Quad Studio. Okay. His father came to the hospital. Oh, wow. Because he'd been trying to see him. And the aunties and everybody was like, nah. Keeping him away. He, like, nah, he don't want to see you. He don't even know no, I'm Yeah. How, how he... Which is why in the Dear Mama song, she told him that your father died. So no love for my father because he, he, he passed away there. and I didn't cry. Yeah. He didn't know that he was alive. So when he got shot, he was like, well, I know he there. <laughs> you yeah. feel me? Uh, so he showed up at the hospital. And uh, he's been in his life ever since then. He was at Jasmine Guy's house, the whole nine yards. Uh, once he went to prison, uh, there's pictures of Tupac, his father, and his then wife. Uh, he married in prison. There are okay. pictures of them together um, or what have you. He was there when Pac got shot and uh, ultimately killed in Las Vegas. He was in there the whole time. Uh, he said Biggie came to the hotel room. I mean, he, Biggie came. Let me rephrase. Let me go back a little bit. The first shooting. He said Biggie came to the hospital. To the hospital, and uh, I guess they arrived roughly at the same time. And it was like you got to get out of here. And when he walked up, he's like, "I'm Tupac's father." It was like, "No, nah, Tupac's father dead." And then like Afini or or his sister or her sister said, "Nah, that's him. That's her, that's his father. Let him in." Wow. The fucked up part is on Tupac's death certificate. She wrote down that his father was deceased. That's crazy. I wonder what occurred between the two of them, Afini and Pac's father, to make them, to make her corroborate that story for so long. Well, it's not that they. She, she, once he passed away, I, uh, this is what. So these inter, these interviews have been very interesting because they come from his point of view, and we've always had this story that things were a certain way, right? And they were not. And then even in that the last vibe interview where Tupac was in, he even said, nigga, I thought my father was dead. And now he popped up. He's like, I don't uh he, he didn't say I don't wanna he said I'm done with that part now. Like I'm not looking for a father no more, but we building. You know what I'm saying? And like it's just so interesting that um how we thought things were and how they really were and how how things have unfolded out. And he was like 
I don't do interviews. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody. Also, he did not enjoy the Hughes brother shit. He said it was, that was some snake shit he did. He kind of misrepresented his words. He he didn't even tell them that he was doing a, a documentary on the Phoenix Accord. He was just asking questions about pot. And uh, he didn't like how that turned out and some of the questions, which is why I've never watched it. Um, and today is the uh, birthday of Tupac Shakur, which is why all this stuff comes full circle. And you got to watch these conversations that he's having on uh, the Art of Dialogue, Pac's father, because they like, oh, shit, you know what? We're I'm not going downtown. <laughs> Nigga, I'm just driving and talking. <laughs> we on Van Dyke. We're not going downtown. We're going to our old job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, I'm just driving and talking. Shit, I should pull up on Dan and shit. We was out here. Um, I mean, we... Now we on. Now we on. Now okay. we on pad. Wow, that this GPS in this motherfucker is amazing. Yeah, but uh, yo man, you gotta listen to these 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 conversations he's been having. He was like, Nah, I've been there, and it's not. It's unfortunate. It was like in one thousand feet. He found out that Pac was alive watching Juice. He said somebody told him. He didn't know. He didn't even know Pac was still alive. He didn't know what he were. He he know he where he was, or nothing. Okay. Because you know, once the Panthers broke, like everybody broke. This is late seventies. Like there there ain't no Google. There ain't no nothing. Yeah, I can't um, just try and figure out on my own where yeah. my child is. And at. then when the Panthers broke, they really broke. So they used to be like safe houses and places that you can that you can go to, but like, but you only stay there for a couple of nights, no questions asked, whatever. Like it was really a clean break. Then he heard that they were in Baltimore. And I mean, at this time, when you think about what Pac was telling you about his mom, 17 years old, kicked out on the street, like kicked him out. She was, a, she was a struggling with substance abuse. Right. You know what I'm saying? We have a- All right, y'all. The, the car talking right now so that's what what that was we're legit right this is a spaceship on spaceship on jefferson yeah maybe that's what we call the episode spaceships on jefferson oh yeah we got this too so anytime you can check this out my god yeah this is what money looks like i want to be able to show this gps but i'm i'm recording but if you did not know before this episode jay johnson is rich no jay johnson is not <laughs> fucking rich at all <laughs> <laughs> And I would kill. But that's that's crazy. I, you know, just to all my fathers out there, and there's a lot of single mothers or mothers or just people that listen to the podcast, man, let these kids have these relationships with their fathers. Yeah, man. One day, the kids will be old enough to understand what role each of you all played in this shit. And let the child decide that. You know, I see a lot of cases where people create narratives of what the other, who and what the other parent is. It's interesting, man, because she had told him that it was possibly two other people. Man, that shit look beautiful, don't yeah, it? Yeah, do. Uh, like on a t-shirt, told him it was, yeah, it was like uh, two other people was was possibly the father. He's like, she know who the fuck this baby was, and he looks exactly like you look at that man's face, like, oh, that's Tupac, for sure. And he got brothers, you know, Pac had multiple brothers, the whole nine yards, but like. You got to let these children make up their own decision about how they want to talk to and react with their father. But, I mean, this is coming from a place where I don't have experience in this role, right? So this is just what I think. But even if that person is a quote-unquote, y'all not seeing eye to eye, it's not your job to paint the narrative or tell the quote-unquote truth to that child. Let them do that, man. Once they get old enough... They gonna be able to figure out who was who, and what was going on. It's not. That's this. It just. Oh man, it, it hurts. It does, and you know, kids need both parents. And unfortunately, we all can't make love and relationships work. But you know, if this person is not physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive, look, I get it. Like y'all wanted something to happen, and it and it just didn't connect. But let the kids have a father in their lives. You know, this is Father's Day weekend. And I, I'll let you know, I'm a product of a two-family household. My father was my dad up until, like, the last breath that he took. Mm 
Yeah. I legit, the last message that I had from my father was him cussing me out about something that he wanted me to do. And the next time I saw him, he had already made his transition to be back home with the Lord. Uh, so he was a dad all the way up until the end. And I, and I don't know anything else. And I love my children beyond measure. Like they're, they're the reason that I'm alive. They give me life and they've given me purpose in my life. And I couldn't imagine not being there. One of my biggest regrets is because, you know, I couldn't find a way to make love work with all the mothers that, you know, all my babies aren't under the same roof but I just try and be as present as I can be for, for everything. I make sure that I see their faces regularly, even if it's not necessarily my days with the court. If the kids call me or if they want me or they want to spend some time, hey man, I'm gonna move heaven and earth to make sure I'm there with my babies and yeah. uh, give them what they need. So, you know, just as we get ready for Father's Day, if you're listening to this, it's the day before Father's Day or the day of, or really whenever you digest uh, the podcast, and man, shout out and salute to all the amazing fathers that we know. Keep keep doing the hard work. This exit 18 on the right, Jason, 75. Yeah, I got to go to the gas station oh. or something, grab some batteries. Oh, so okay. we're going to take a brief intermission. And, uh, all right, stop talking. All right, now we're going to take a brief intermission because I don't want the battery to run out and we get spliced. You feel me? Yeah. So uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. All right, man. We back after a brief intermission in Royal Oak, talking to some Italians and shit. They need to start. I guess my man behind there Italian too. They start. Yo, we live? They start speaking that Goya Goya shit. <laughs> <you feel me? laughs> Goya Goya. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to our Italians. I don't know what Goya Goya mean, but I heard it somewhere. It's, and it it's sounded n- funny. It's nothing Italian. <laughs> it's nothing Italian. I can promise you that. Uh, I see people done tapped in on the Revenge Tour live on Shop Talk Live. Cheyenne said we we recording a Revenge Tour live on the pod. Uh, we are. Cheyenne, if you didn't live all the way in bumfuck Michigan, we might pull up on you. But the east side stank, and we just got the car washed and detailed, and we don't want that smut on us. Now, now do, do where Cheyenne stay count as the east side? Yeah, it does. Now, it's east. Like, I mean, thought, I mean, I guess it is. It is. It's not west. So if it's not west, it's east. So if a nigga's out from Farmington Hills, you be like, oh, he from the west side? Nah, he's a pussy from the suburbs. But he from the west, because Farmington is west. He can't He can't claim my west. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, it's different when you east side. Like, it all stank. Speaking of fathers, you know, we'll get back on the father tip. Um, tell me how many commercials you've seen for Father's Day? Zero. Tell me how many use 20% off for Father's Day have you seen? Zero. I have literally... Not a jewelry commercial? I haven't even seen a get your tools for... I've literally seen zero things for Father's Day. And I know that usually is like a little running joke. It's like ha ha ha. But like, we had a conversation in the group chat earlier um, I was talking to uh, Curve and Name Tag. I'm like, well, shit, we didn't talk about it now. Our phones be listening, so watch me get on there and see some ads. Nothing. <laughs> the, the algorithm still don't the fuck with The algorithm said we don't fuck with Father's Day. Well, I can't wait to be a father. That shit going to be lit. But when my turn comes around, oh, it's going to be a big fucking deal. Nationally, internationally. But I don't, I don't like the disrespect. It's just, it's just a thankless job. You know what I'm saying? Like the, 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 the reward or the gift is your fucking kids. It's so wild that it's so thankless because most of the women swear by their fathers and how much they a daddy's girl and how they dad did taught them the best example of being this and being that. And but like, but like, why? Where the love at? I don't know. You know what? I, I'll be honest. My daughters probably show me the most love on Father's Day. And, like, it's a woman's world. So since the women said that their pops took care of them so much and shit, like, that's that should be, it should be out here. Yeah. They do it privately. They don't want to get dad no credit on the timeline. Damn. They do it privately. I can't even imagine, dog. It's just, <laughs> and then on Father's Day, you know what? They don't take you out to eat. They let you cook your own food. Go in the backyard and start that grill up. Cook your own dinner tonight, Dad. That's how we celebrate. 
I also don't want no. I, sometimes you may be best off with the barbecue doing it yourself. Because <laughs> don't piss me off on Father's Day. You feel me? Cook your steak well done. I mean, I like my steak well done. You oh, feel you, me? So, I forgot you wanted them. Yeah, one of the niggas who don't be don't let white people uh, allow me to think that eating raw meat is a is a sign of class or upper status, like it got most of you niggas doing. It's nigga, juicy, man. Nigga, look at that house. If anybody gave you a dry steak, they didn't know what the fuck they was doing. Well done, medium, whatever the fuck. I've never eaten a dry steak. Uh, like from a restaurant, JLs have never brought a well done steak to my place. You order well done steak Maui. I have steak and fries. But you order well done from JL? 100%. And that bitch be juicy as fuck. No sauce. I'm just saying, man. I just want... I don't... I want you just to try it the other way. I have. It don't taste better. Okay. Because I try like, oh, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I don't know. But like usual, I'm right. I have, no, I have no other <laughs> argument than that's how I like mine to taste. Yeah, for sure. That's that's my only I'm argument. You know, me and Jay, while we go down to Belle Isle, we're riding through Pleasant Ridge, Michigan. And I don't know what you niggas know about Pleasant Ridge, but the houses over in this motherfucker are gorgeous. Like Pleasantville. Like, <laughs> goddamn. They are gorgeous. Even the bandos up over here is like 600000 though. So to keep it pleasant, they're keeping you poor niggas about this bitch. Man. But these are beautiful homes. They really are. Now I need to know. So, once I get the bag and we take everything on a road, road, like I don't got, you don't got to move off, go nowhere far to not have these as big as these houses is humongous. They big. It's quiet. We we near residential shopping, the freeway. Probably good ass schools. I mean, Italian uh, <laughs> liquor stores. <laughs> right. You're on the wrong side, my nigga. No, I'm always on the right side. <laughs> I'm on the right side of history, you know? Hey, man, shout out to all the incredible fathers that we know. Yeah. Uh, my nigga Curve, the twins, Name Tag, Macho. My father, my brother, my cousins, all of them, man. Absolutely. Just, Rob Silva. Like my entire crew uh, are yeah, incredible Dan, fathers. Dan, Jay Grand. Jay Grand about to get married. Make it official. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, shout out to Jay Grand. Um, all that, man. All right, listen, what else? So also, this week, uh, you saw this craziness with uh, the Sukihana and the YK Osiris and all that other shit going on. I did. What's your thoughts on that? Look, man, I understand how Suki portrays herself with her music and her image, but at the end of the day, she's still a woman. And there should be a certain level of respect that we still give to her. And I'll just use the old... I don't want to say this is an old adage, but, like, even when niggas fuck with the hoes, you still got to be a little bit nice to them to make them do what you want them to do. Like, yeah, you just sure. don't you just don't go bring them to the spot and be like, hey, hey it's dick sucking time. Like, you you know, get her some coney. <laughs> this dick ain't going to suck itself. <laughs> you, know, you know, you get her some coney, get her some drink, you know, get her something to smoke, and then, you, you know, you kind of ease into it. What's so funny is, like, <laughs> Dame's idea of... Of wine and dying hoes <laughs> is Coney Island liquor and and weed and a little little gas. <laughs> look, that's crazy. You know, a little little carry out. You know, what I'm saying a little carry out before y'all get to the short stay. That's crazy. Um, let's talk about it. It, it divided a bunch. It divided me. Shit. Okay. Um, it's been a whole bunch of stuff and people approaching her a certain way, but like we know why they approach her that way, right? Cause she out here talking about she out here rapping songs about eating niggas' asses and all that other shit. I'm a, she want to fuck Dr. Umar. She was in when she did her show in Baltimore. She did the whole show topless. She got legit pornos out here. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, she she's selling sex. Yeah. That's her brand. So some artists, and being outrageous. Some artists sell death, violence. I'm a gangster. I'm a thug. And when they go into different areas and different places across the country, it's always an altercation. Because yeah. niggas want to know if you about what you say you about. When when you say that you tough, niggas want to see how tough how you tough. are. Now, if you claim to be tough, you go somewhere and get yourself killed, it don't make the murderer right. But you know what I'm saying? The person who did the murdering is not right because you asked for it. However, you understand why that energy came towards you. Yeah, but you project ass, something. Yeah, but if you murdered somebody because they was keep talking hard, your dumb ass still need to go to prison. Right. Just like Raquel Cyrus, the the girl talk about 
sucking and fucking and all the time and this if your ass do some wild shit your dumb ass still need to get reprimanded for it yeah you know what i'm saying but this like you do know this what comes with this territory that you in it does but i don't want to blame her because of what she puts out there like there's st- consent is the sexiest thing somebody can give to you yeah for sure but i'm it's a whole bunch of stuff other than yk osiris she was talking to some nigga on, on Candy Show. He was just talking very vulgar to her the yeah. whole nine yards. But, like, that's your regular speech tone and your speech pattern. You do understand what comes with that, though. But Suki said it more than once in that interview that you're referring to that she wasn't comfortable with how he was talking to her. For sure. Like, consent, and that should be respected. Yeah. It, it should, but I guess I, I just don't like the, 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 the area that we, we cultivated where how she acts is normal it's the norm like the 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 whole stripper rapper super duper sexual um eat ads she she apparently read a song about eating ass and videos sucking dick online and all other shit but but then we fall into a very slippery slope because you know we've seen it out here before like when a woman is sexually assaulted because she's wearing revealing or provocative clothing like well she shouldn't have been wearing that and i don't want to like i don't want people to start making that the narrative like she shouldn't be approached like that because but i get that for real i I 100 understand that because she's not wrong but that's a that's a flawed anybody who wants to make that argument that's a flawed argument because we know they're but i've been seeing a lot of that argument online what i'm saying would you take would there's a reason why you wouldn't give her suki as the world model or the example to your daughters absolutely because you know what comes with that right whether it should come with that or not is one thing but you knows what what does come with that and the energy that we've created and cultivated online black women rapper entertainer because i don't necessarily see this in other forms of music sex sales all the time but this how we do into this hip-hop culture shit i've never seen this anywhere else no like, I've, I've literally never seen it anywhere else maybe i when when i think about other artists that's that have sold sex i the only person that really comes to mind for me is somebody say like madonna uh i feel like for a moment britney spears kind of she was sexy. I mean, when I'm not like sexy, but like yeah. so. Se- but like, come here, Doctor Umar. I want to fuck you. Uh, suck dick. Eat ass. This, this. Let me perform my shows with my with both tits out. Like, it's over the top. Still don't get nobody the right to put your hands on, or if somebody say I'm uncomfortable, 100. percent But like, at some point, we do gotta have a conversation where, if you are, if you a rapper like my nigga, if you keep talking all this gangster shit. Uh, Takashi 69. Like if if that's the energy that you carry with you all the time, at one point somebody's gonna catch you in the LA fitness bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Should people touch him because he talking shit? No, not at all. No, but you understand why that energy came to him for sure. Yeah. And there's a difference between understanding something and why it happened and condoning what happened. Like, nigga, I know if I go to what's the racist city? If I go to fucking uh how michigan how michigan will dressed a certain way and go in certain neighborhoods like nigga, i know it's not safe for me here yeah like i literally i legitimately know it is not safe for me it's here. a sundown town in michigan and it's all often been known as the michigan headquarters for the ku klux klan but unfortunately we can't never have a nuanced discussion about do's and don'ts because Somebody had jumped out the window. So what you saying is, if her miniskirt is short, it's okay to rape her? No, nigga, not at all, never. But can we have a conversation about? You probably want to get the fuck away from here. Like there's certain neighborhoods you ain't going into. Right, nigga. That video I said earlier, they were talking about the, the most dangerous hoods in Detroit. If you're from Detroit, you know where it's dangerous at. You know how to maneuver through it a certain way, and. Look, I, I'm just saying this. Black women are should be protected. They should feel comfortable. Uh, they should people feel should sa- be protected. They they should, but I'm just talking specifically just about black women, because that's all that, lives matter. <laughs> Suki's lives, Suki's life matters, and her consent, her comfortability. Any black woman, any woman's period, 
you know, sexuality, consent, comfortability should matter. Does she create an environment that makes it unsafe for your daughter? Do I want my daughter imitating what I see Suki does? No. The same way that my mama didn't want my sister imitating what Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown were doing. But we're not talking about imitating. Does Chicago drill rap make it more unsafe for your son? Does it make it more unsafe? Yeah. Yes, because it projects a certain image. Okay, so does Suki and her behavior or her act, her uh, antics, whatever, does it make it a un, a more of an unsafe space for your daughter? Yeah, it does. And like, I just want us to be able to get to a, con a, um, a time frame where we can talk about things that 100% that literally have an impact and change culture and not act like, here's a perfect example. As adults, we know how fucking destructive and poisonous rap music has been and probably will continue to be. Yeah. Uh, we, do all, we do understand all the great things that come from it. Um, it's my favorite genre of music. Um, so I'm, I'm locked in by default. But we know all the evil shit that goes on. We know how the impact of the music, the visuals. I watched it and I lived it. Yeah. I legit lived it. When C. Dolores Tucker told us that rap was bad for us, that old bitch wasn't lying. Everything she said that was going to happen... It happened. Happened. Just the way she said it was going to happen, too. Yeah. So it's like... When we clearly see what's going to happen, we can't say nothing about it, never, because of how it's going to make somebody feel. Like, nigga, your feelings ain't more important than the culture I'm living in. Like, I really do... I love ass and tits just as much as the next man, for sure. But, like, some of this shit is a lot. Like, some of it a bit much, right? <laughs> like, I mean, it is. When I log into Twitter, on eight, if I pull up my Twitter on 8 o'clock in the morning, I can see legit hardcore insertion, double penetration porn, the first, first thing that I look at. Like, that shit, wow. Like, this should not be a thing. <laughs> like, Remember when Twitter just used to be fun? Remember... Twitter after dark it used to be like a thing. A thing. Now it's nigga Twitter all day. Yeah. I don't know, man. So, somebody sent me my homeboy Ivan. Shout out to to Key Did It three one three. Sent me an old school video about a decoder box that you could order to watch porn on your television. Oh, back in the day, yeah. cable shit. Yeah, and the decoder box was like four hundred dollars for the first year and like two hundred dollars for the following year. And we just laughed and joked about it like you needed that to unscramble porn on your television. Now all you got to do is have a smartphone, which we all have, and a Twitter account, and you can watch porn on your TV, porn on your hand all day. When I was talking to Ant about this on This Week in Culture, dog, niggas have been ruined by porn. Porn has ruined men, dog. Absolutely. Like we, Because that's not sex. That's not sex at all. And it has given us a warped view of women. Uh, a warped view of how sex should go with women, um, how you approach, supposed to approach sex with a woman. Uh, like, y'all, you, you been talking about your pussy. Let me see what that pussy like. My nigga, this not a movie. No. That's a, that's a, that's a horrible line. You know, I always jo I, I've joked about it and I've talked about it. I think on the podcast before my very before me losing my virginity, I remember one of my older homies gave me three pornos and he said, "Look, when you get her alone, do what they doing on these videos." And legit, the first time I had tri tried or attempted to have sex with a young lady, I definitely tried to put it up her butt because that's what I saw on the porno, and she was like, "No, you don't do it there." Like, all this shit is warping our reality. Yeah, man. and it's, it's warping our human interactions. And think about it for the people younger than us. We grew up in a time where you had to get that shit on a VHS or a magazine because cell phones and all that shit wasn't out. These kids got that shit access to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week for free. Like everything in our lives, there was a barrier of entry. I couldn't walk into the liquor store and get a dirty magazine. Somebody over the 18 had to get it because yeah. that shit was behind the counter. Nigga, when I lived in my first apartment, 
Like I used to, I had porno magazines, but I had to actually go into the liquor store, show ID, and purchase them bitches, and they wasn't even at every liquor store. Yeah, dog. You you had to go somewhere <laughs> specific to get them hoes. But we never can talk about this horrible culture that we are living up in and how destructive it is to to the future in real life because if men and women don't get along and they don't value each other they have no kind of mutual respect for each other it's gonna produce fucked up children people are having these kids is wild and fucked up and like what's wrong with them because they were mixed by two people who had no business mixing your dna and that dna do not fucking mix and you have ignored every sign possible what casamigos little hennessy good night out (laughs) Me and your mama made you because we ain't had no rubbers on hand. Yeah, that shit is wild, dog. Uh, I didn't even know her last name when I nutted in her. Matter of fact, we about to hit this aisle. See what the fuck is going on on Bell Isle. Find some nice, respectable ladies out in this bitch. Um, it's dusk, so I don't know if that's going to be a thing. <laughs> hey, man, just be kinder to each other. Man, for real. Be kinder to each other. What Consent you, is sexy. What, just, you, what you what you think about this? I seen a, a clip from um, T.K. Kirkland, and um, he basically was like, you never ever been trying to get with a girl and she kind of spinning you, but you, like, pursue her anyway, and, you know, you try to get to know her and the whole nine yards and shit. Like, man, that's the universe saying you're not supposed to be with that person. Them frequencies don't match. And you went anyway, and now you in this fucked up relationship. You're arguing, you're bick- bickering back and forth. I went to yeah. a sex party right over here. That's <laughs> right where we're at. Uh, but y'all bickering back and forth. Y'all may have a child together, and now like y'all energies wasn't never supposed to match. They don't match, and they wasn't never supposed to be there. And the universe is trying to keep y'all apart, but you did it. The Hennessy made you do it. I think TK is exactly correct by that. And sometimes we get jaded and caught in our own feelings and also caught up in our own egos. And I'll, you know, just speak for myself. I definitely had a situation where I met a young lady and I thought she was the finest thing I had ever seen in person with two eyes. Like, the bitch was beautiful. And, you know, we went out on a date, had a good time, and then we just couldn't, you know, something happened and we just didn't connect for the second date. And I kind of found myself like trying to chase after her and like it didn't happen. She gave me some old song and dance about, you know, how she didn't feel like our our chakras were aligned and all of that. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And I, I did kind of want to see her, but like after a couple couple days went by, then a couple weeks went by, you know, we had followed each other on the socials because this was a while back, but we had followed each other on the socials and I started to see things that she would comment and you know, drop her opinion on. And I was like, she wrong. It's like, that's wrong. Not that your opinion is wrong, but like... You're factually wrong. Yeah, your facts are are fucking wrong. And then I started to see like, yo, she not really the kind of person that she projected herself to be. And like, I probably died, not even probably, I dodged a bullet by not fucking with her or like not from from the courtship going any further. That's the only thing she was right about. Yeah. I mean, and she look good. Like, if you see her out and out and about, like, she's a gorgeous woman. But, like, in her head, like, you know, bitch ridiculous as a fish with titties. And I don't, I don't, she wasn't the type of person I would have been able to build something long-term with. Now, for men, why do you think, and this is legitimately a question, like, why do you think we be knowing some shit ain't right, but we gonna force it anyway? Because she looks so good. She fuck us how we like to be fucked. You ain't even fucked yet. You ain't even you ain't y'all ain't even there yet. But in your brain, I'm thinking about what it could be off them damn pornos. Uh, cause like, yo man, it's a wild. It's thing. the visual. You done seen her in. You done seen more of her online than you've seen her in person. You done man. seen them Instagram photos, them filters. You know she can wear a dress. Them titties sit up to her neck. She look good to the motherfucker. But it's all just the visual. And when you get to know this person, they empty. They 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 don't have nothing else to them. And like Detroit House of Pancakes, 
This used to be an IHOP. IHOP. You know what I'm saying? They but used to pat you down in that IHOP after midnight. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they had security in that bitch. Uh, this is the apartment building from Martin. Yeah. Y'all didn't know? Well, y'all can't even see <laughs> if y'all didn't know. But it's on Joseph Campo and Jefferson. Yeah. Right, Sitting right at the corner. Um, I know a chick that stayed there. Good times. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> but I think... Uh, we get jaded by the by the physical. Yeah. And, you know, as beautiful as it is, like, her physical is not going to raise your children. Her mm. physical is not going to maintain your house. Her mm. physical is not going to help you turn, you know. Her uh, physical is not going to get you a good gift for Father's Day. <laughs> hell no. It might, but did she suck dick to do it? Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, it takes... The physical is what attracts you, but, like, her substance is what's going to keep you. And, you know, it's... Look, man, people don't look good forever. 20 years from now, she's not going to look the same. 30 years... I mean, she might, relatively, if she's black. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's going to... It's, it's a rare thing that somebody, quote-unquote, look the same or look, quote-unquote, good for... From, from that young age when you met them to 40 to 50 years old. Yeah. It's going to have to be something else. Absolutely. And that's and that's what the important thing is. Like what's what's the other factors? Is she helping you, you know, build it build your business? Is she helping you get your credit in order? Are you all building the family? Are you all building the future? And those are the things that really matter beyond just those looks. Man, for hip hop to be as influential as it is, the biggest art form or busy music genre, the whole nine yards, there are two archetypes of the male and the, there's two archetypes. For the, the one of the male and one of the female, the male is sex crazed, violent, drug addicted, gang member, and the woman is sex addicted, drug addicted, whore. And the two archetypes that they got, they promote and push the forward the most, is what our children gonna be listening to. I wasn't had no fucking business at 10 years old talking about when I met you last night, baby, before you opened up your gap. Who do, I didn't know what a fucking gap was. But I we sung, sang it. I sung that shit. <laughs> we sang that shit with our hearts out. Talking about it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Like, so, and that was 30 years ago. So the shit right now being more vulgar and everything, now this whole Suka and Osiris shit, that little dumbass nigga probably, th he was smiling, laughing, and joking and shit. He probably thought like you was, I don't know what the nigga thought. But I know at some point we got to change some of this shit, though, because this shit going to fuck us up. Yeah, and and I also blame some of the niggas that was up on stage around him as well. Like I don't blame them niggas. When you, when you see niggas doing creep shit or doing shit that ain't right, like, there's nothing wrong with reprimanding one of your homies. One, them ain't my homies, and two, I don't know what the fuck going on. Okay. And I don't know what I, but I do know Suki and the type of shit that she be on. So when do I jump in or not, and not jump in? Cause I just seen you do some wild shit, and somebody kissing you in the mouth ain't the wildest shit I done seen you do. Isn't she a married woman, if I'm correct? No, I mean, I mean that young lady. I think she married. is. I know she got a couple kids. I have no idea. I be. I know she's a mother. Is and she? I believe yes, she got like three or four kids, and I believe that's, that's that's horrible. Outside, look at that view of the city. That's beautiful, man. It's perfect weather, clear skies downtown. We are on Belle Isle. First people to do a podcast, mobile podcast, in front uh, of the city of Detroit water. Damn, I gotta take a picture. You it's a beautiful me? skyline. Uh, ain't nobody never did this before. Live on a podcast. My windows are so dark. I don't know what's on the side of me. <laughs> <laughs> cars, just cars. Uh, yo, man. Shop Talk Podcast, man. Oh, y'all be honest with y'all too, man. I kind of fucked up the count. Last week really wasn't our seventh year anniversary. If I'm being honest, it's this week. It was. It's in the. It's in between. So do you go forward or do you do it after? You feel me? We did the right thing. Yeah, we did the right thing. But uh, I think like technically like today is, you know what? Technically tomorrow is the day. Who knows? Because we had a leap year in there too. 
Now you messing up the count even more, Jason. Let's just keep it at what it was. <laughs> so I'll put like this. Uh, I got a picture in my phone of the day we recorded the pod. It was a Saturday. And I upload, we did the pod, and I uploaded the pod right before midnight. So technically, it posted on a Saturday. And I was like, well, we just got to keep posting on Saturdays because that's how podcasts work. You feel me? You post on the same day. You record an hour. And that's a drone? It was. Yeah. It's a green thing. It's a drone. I don't give you permission. Uh, Yo, can we get to this whole I don't own the rights to this song shit? We know you don't own the rights to the song. I know you didn't write Whip Appeal. <laughs> okay? I know you didn't write it. Y'all think because y'all post that they're not going to take it down? Or like they're not going to get you a copyright strike or some shit? Nigga, I tried to upload that pod we did last week to YouTube, nigga, before I can get that bitch uploaded, nigga, it was blocked in 27 countries. Way too much for any music. I, like. I, I do not own the rights to this music is the new Willie Lynch letter. It's, it's false. <laughs> <laughs> it's made up. It's a chain letter that you niggas created. So here's, it here's, means nothing. Here's an example. You take some content that me and Dame put out that's ours, and you just put on there, I don't own the rights to it. So we'd be like, well, they, t- they said they didn't own the rights, so we're not going to do nothing. Bitch, take it down. <laughs> what the- <laughs> Bitch, take it down. Like, what are you doing? What are you it's our proprietary about? information. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You all can just stop doing it. You just stop. Just stop. The, the joke is over. We're not laughing at you. We're not laughing with you anymore. We're legit laughing at you. But I really be, it's usually women, because um, they don't they don't be tapped in like that with technology and shit. I be thinking like, oh, shit, you really think that, because you wrote that, it's in the background on your like it's, no one cares. It's, it's fine, honey. You don't have to put that up there. So because you don't put that up there on your TikToks when you mouthing over some dumbass song right. that you barely know. You know what I hate on TikTok where they TikTok? do what? I, uh, I kind of uh, I'm hit or miss with it. I, I hate when like people duet shit and then it's just you sitting next to another video making stupid ass faces and hand gestures. Like I want people to make their own content. If 100% of your content is based off somebody else making content so you can comment off of it, fam, that's not that's not that's not content. And I promise you less people care about what you got to say or your reaction than what you really think. Yeah. Um did you listen to um Gunner album? No, nah, I haven't, but I hear you sliding all over that bitch. I've never listened to a Gunner album. I don't um, I don't necessarily care for that genre of music. I do not either. Um, Whatever you call it. I don't know. I don't I'm not a fan. I'm not I don't like dislike him. Uh but like I've never been a fan of that shit. So I No. Only album I've been listening to right now is this killer Mike Michael. Uh shout out to the homie Macho. He sent me a song that his son recently dropped. Uh, if you remember a few years ago when Macho, I think, first came to visit us, uh, he bought his son along with him. Yeah. And that was the one that dropped the song. It's called June 3rd, and his rap name is just the letter C. Just C. All right. And the name of the, and the, name of the song is June 3rd. So shout out to the homie Macho for sending that, sending that our way. That'll be our music pick this week then, right? Uh, I actually have Baby Mark as the music pick. Oh, okay. Uh, sh- are we at that point in the in the Not show really, already? But we, we, this whole night been a freestyle. Okay. Uh, well, I just put it out there. Baby Mark, Overlord, Scooch, and uh, yeah, yeah. Sir Michael Rock, Sir Sir Michael Rocks of the Cool Kids dropped a song called Buyer Persona, and that was gonna be my music pick of the week. But shit, we make them both the music pick. Yeah, it's our show. We do what we do. What we want. You know, we got love for Baby Mark. Shit. Yeah, man, that's the homie. And Scooch, shit. Yeah, Scooch um, got a crazy ass verse on there. Yeah. Six miles on. You know, Don' best friend is his father. Yep, yep. Um, so we always be around. So much love, much love. I think I seen uh, I see I, I heard clips of it. So yeah, I'm gonna fuck with it. Yeah, shout out to Mike George, Dave Hill. Yo, I love the fact that Calico tapped in with Dave Hill a few weeks ago. He just threw it out there. He heard the nigga spitting. Yeah. And, like, people started retweeting and making sure word got back to Dave. I'm hearing bouquet, uh, champagne and bouquets, too. I'm hearing rumbles. Uh, Mike, bring the fellas back through. If it's coming, even if it's not coming, we still want to talk to y'all. So, like, you know, tap the fuck in. It's time. It's yeah, time. Sure. 
summertime. I know y'all about to drop something. And like, let's just come through and talk. Man, I saw something earlier today. I don't know if you've seen it yet um, or not. Oh, that's a nice curve the, the car didn't made. Okay, check you out, car. Um, you hear about Casanova? Yeah, man, got his face slashed in prison today. Uh, yeah. After he that... renounced uh, being part of the the so-called gang he was in. Yeah, but that's not the whole story. So, so all I, I saw the, was I watched a, on the news and I saw the reports. So his last name is Senior, and it was the guy who did it. His last name was like Hugo or some shit like that. Yeah. So he ran up and he slashed his face, and then Cass chased him down and slashed his face multiple times. They said that, and these were the the the, the reports from the the guards or whatever. They said it was so much blood on the other guy's face that you couldn't see his face. It was just blood everywhere, and there was just blood shooting out of his face, and it soaked his entire uh, uniform. So his prison uniform was totally soaked in blood, and Cass was standing over him, uh, his face leaking from blood. Um, I, I guess I wanted to say one uh, prayers for Cass. You feel me? He is pleaded guilty to all that shit, and he was like, yo. Oh, you can charge your, your vehicle up right there. Um. I don't know which kind of charger that is, and it was so dark over there I couldn't see. Uh, <laughs> but like, um, I seen somebody like, yo, he should have took accountability. Like my nigga, I pleaded guilty to everything, but he wrote a letter to the judge saying he denounced the gang, he shouldn't have been in that shit, and I would, I thought I needed that shit to be a rapper still. Uh, and the day after that, that happens. But I do want y'all to realize that like. Just because I said I'm not gang no more, what make you think you can beat me? You yeah. feel me? A lot of people be it's like, "It's not hey. on me; it's still in me." Oh, like, uh, like when that one New York dude came home and everybody called him a snitch or whatever and everything, but like nobody touched him, cause like, or like, let's take somebody like a, a Sammy the Bull or some shit like that, right? On some on some New York crime family shit. Uh, nobody touched him because he is the guy that y'all go get for other people. Like, I don't care what y'all want to call people. If you can't physically do anything to them, what what are you what you calling me? Yeah. If I don't want to be gang gang no more, and y'all thought y'all was, or I don't even know if these things are related, but you ran up on me, you thought it's about the, you think I, I'm an easy lick now? And they said it was him and others who chased him down. No, my G, I'm still, I'm still me. Or is Casanova lo locked up on Rikers? Uh, it's the, I forget the name of the facility, but that facility has had like 18 incidents in the last year, year and a half. An another incident where some, today, I guess, like four people got convicted of beating uh, uh, another inmate up and they made them have permanent brain damage and shit like that. And it's a $10 million lawsuit out against them. Uh, Prison's not safe. Oh, nah, man, not by any stretch of the imagination. And especially that one specifically. But, like, prison's not a safe place. I'd be seeing people talking about, yeah, they got TVs in jail. Nigga. That doesn't make, it, that doesn't make shit sweet. Nigga, you can take me to Beverly Hills in a mansion and put me in with all them goons. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Just, I'm just getting the fuck. I don't get. Nigga, we can have fucking Apple Vision Pro headsets. <laughs> nigga, when you got a nigga the size of cast next to you, like, what you supposed Nah. Mm -mm. I always remember my father telling me that anywhere where there are more men than women, it's dangerous. That's a good that's a, <laughs> man. You know, father wisdom ain't no joke. <laughs> it's not. But that I've always looked at that like when I be out in clubs, when I go out to events, if there are more men there than women, I'm not staying long. Boy, that's some good ass advice. It is definitely more dangerous anywhere that there are more men than women. And for the woman, it is probably more dangerous if there's more men than women. <laughs> Gotta go home. Gotta Damn, go home. Yeah, that's bad. Men are just violent and dangerous creatures. But we understand that as men. But, like, and it's a whole other element in jail where there are no women around. And there's a lot of niggas in there that know that they're never going home. Yeah. They're never going to see their families again. They're never going to live a regular life. Uh, but also in prison, like, don't think you can, like you say, you can't run up on a nigga and thinking that shit is going to be sweet. Because I'm here 
Like if I'm doing 60 years, I've already probably programmed in my head that I'm never going home. Fam, if if you listen, dog, if y'all get I don't if I go there, I'm probably never coming home. I don't give a fuck what time you gave me. There is no amount of time that you can give me in prison where I think I'm coming home. I know that sounds wild, but in my brain, I don't think it works that way. I got a friend of mine that I want to get on the pod. Uh, he's he's opening up more and more to the idea, but he did 20 years. Yeah. Uh, good partner of mine. He killed two people the summer after we graduated eighth grade. Uh, he initially was supposed to do 12 because of shit that happened in prison. He ended up doing, I think, 22, if I'm to be exact. And... You know, when I talk, I would talk to him periodically throughout his prison stay. Uh, I was there when we, I, I was part of the whole little crew of homies when we picked him up from prison the day that he got out. And I remember one of the homies asking him like, man, how did 12 turn into 22? And he was like, you can get into a situation in jail where a nigga's gonna ask you to do something and they expect you to do it or they will kill you. And because you have say like a 10 year sentence, in jail terms, that's not shit. You can do 10 years. So they say if, you know, you put this hit out or you stab somebody else, that's only going to be like another five years. You can do that shit standing on your head. And that's like the mentality of niggas in jail. And that's how he ended up doing 20 plus in prison with that type of mentality and being around that type of shit. Yeah. So, I mean, jail is a different place. I'm not, I'm not, I, I was not designed to be in prison. And if I went in that bitch for one year, in order for me to survive, I would have to turn into a different person, and I'm probably never coming home. Yeah, because one year going to one year could turn into six real quick. Like you know, so I'm gonna do everything I can not to go there. Yeah, take that as you want, <laughs> and not to get raped. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do it, dog. Can't do it. Can't do it. Would hate to do it. Um, I don't know, man. I think uh, this is a pretty good impromptu um, audible. What do we call that? Yeah, call that an audible. Hey, man. We, God gave us lemons, and we turned it into margaritas. Yeah, man. <laughs> with a sugar rim. Um, riding around the city in a computer, basically. On a Friday night, there were no slores out twerking ass on Belle Isle. Nah. Maybe we should go to Rouge. No. Oh, they definitely out at Rouge. No, nigga. What about Chandler Park? One, I'm never going to the east side. <laughs> and two, Rouge is dangerous, okay? Definitely at night. Um, when I was young, that was my, that's my neighborhood park. But, uh, nah, right now. Didn't they, didn't they just tell your ass to stay away from Joe Road Nevergreen? Yeah, that was that was all in that video. <laughs> that was the top over. most dangerous hood, Joy and Evergreen. Nigga, and I stayed on Plainview, which is one street from Evergreen. I don't know, because when they talked about the 48205, uh, I think the red zone might be one of the most dangerous places in the city, 48205. No, he said zone 8. That wasn't 48205. No, no, he, he also talked about the red zone in there, too. Oh. Yeah, zone 8 dangerous, too. Yeah, because them the two places that I grew up in. You know what I'm saying? Grandma's house is 48206 uh, Linwood. And um, we was definitely in that zone. Lin he said Linwood and Davidson been bad since the 60s. Yeah, that's what exactly what I mean. That, that, that. <laughs> since the fucking 60s. We grew up there. Shit, I remember Zone 8 said, yo, tomorrow is going gonna to be. Matter of fact, it was like. It's going to be a shootout up here after school. So y'all go home as soon as school over. We come back the next day. It's bullet holes all in the school. We appreciate it. The heads up. You feel me? Definitely appreciate it. Those are respectable gangsters. Get yeah. them kids up out of there. They, this was back in the 80s. You feel me? So this is pre-third grade. Because <laughs> I stopped going to school over there in, uh, when my grandfather passed. So in third grade, we went to our neighborhood school on Joy Road in that area because prior to um, my grandfather passing, that's when my parents dropped us off at in the morning. So y'all went to school over there yeah. when they was at work. And granddad would pick y'all up. Yeah, he took us to school, uh, picked us up the whole nine yards. But once he passed, we was older. If I was in the third grade, which means my brother was in the uh, sixth, sixth grade, Netta was in the, the uh, fifth grade. So... 
we was old enough to walk to school then, so now we went to our neighborhood school. But we grew up in a in a 50-50 split from the Dre Road and Evergreen to Linwood. Um, so that's why I'll be rocking my hat and make Linwood great again because my whole family is from there. And when me and my when I left the house the first time, me and my brother lived right there on Carter and Linwood. And um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, look, man, this will be, I guess, the part where we put the benediction in there and you'll do that in post-production. Uh, uh, I know, but man, you, want, you want some benediction music? Are we going to play it live? Yeah, we can play it. <laughs> man, type in nobody. Oh, we're going to stop by the stop. I'm about to so say, man, like, don't, can, uh, don't glide through that, bitch. I do have a warrant still. Man, nobody knows. Oh, I guess I should probably spell knows right. Uh, what's the name of that song in real life? Reverend J is Reverend Barrett. I know that much. Uh, hold on. I feel like we play the song so so much. I do, but like it, when when you on your phone, it just come, there we go, there we go, there we go. <laughs> hey man, is we got church in the car. Hey yo, it's your man Tame three underscores three one three on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. At me, talk to me. I talk back. Look, you never know where we might be at. So I mean, when you see the blue and the black, though, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, bitch. Book some time. Uh, yo, shout out to y'all, man. Rocking with us for seven years, dog. Did you know that Skip and Shannon started the same time we started the podcast? And look who's still together. <laughs> Look Crazy. who's still together. Crazy. Uh, seven years is a mighty long time, man. Uh, I rock with y'all. Y'all rock with us. This might be the healthiest relationship I've ever had. Yo, for real. Like, for real. <laughs> Any quote-unquote argument we have is on air, and that shit is over as soon as the mic... <laughs> as soon as the pod is over and shit. Uh, and, yo, man, that's just how it is, man. 374 weeks in a row fucking with us. Coming live from the test. Look at the GM building looking all fresh. I love the city, dog. Hey, yo, shout out to the homie J5. He was supposed to be our guest this week. Five, if you listen to the episode, I'm, my apologies. We didn't anticipate not having any power in the outlets, but we'll get you rescheduled and get you back in there soon. If you're not hip, J5 was on a few months ago. Incredible young artist. I look forward to talking to him and highlighting his music real soon. Yo, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I'm not saying read the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jan Dame. Hell yeah. Peace.